listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, the place to learn about new technology and technological advances before they become mainstream. This podcast is sponsored by Ingram Micro's Imagine Next. It's not about the destination. It's about going someplace you never thought possible. Go to imaginenext.ingrammicro.com to find out more. Let's get into it. Welcome to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and our guests today are four experts from Cisco and Ingram Micro. Jeffrey Bernhardt is systems engineer at Cisco. Josh Humphrey is technical solutions architect at Cisco. Fernando Samarina is a sales leader at Cisco. And Eric Hembry is director of IoT for Ingram Micro. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you guys all for uh, for joining me. And today we are talking about uh, the difference between solutions based selling and outcome based selling with you know Cisco and Ingram Micro. But I guess I understand this as sort of two ways to shop at Home Depot. So you can walk in with a list of parts that you need for your project, or, or you can walk in with basically a problem to solve. And so I think many of us are used to a solutions based approach of looking at technology. But, um, you know, when I'm walking in, I'm saying, you yeah, just sell me the parts I need. But outcome-based selling is very different. How, Eric? You know, I, I really like this example you bring up, Shelby, because you know, I like to consider myself a do-it-yourselfer, right? right? I've remodeled right. my bathroom, basements. I did framing in the summer while I was in high school. And I'm generally pretty handy when it comes to home projects overall. So, with the example that you just gave um, on previous projects, I found myself going into Home Depot with a list of things that I need, thinking I have everything, and I'm, I'm really confident about it. And then I get home, start tackling the projects, tear down this wall, start framing that wall. Hey, you know, it'd be great if we move the electrical over to this wall so that we can put the new wet bar over there and add an outlet over here so that we can mount the TV over there. And yeah, that'd be really cool. Well, that wasn't part of the original plan. Right. And I only had the materials for the original plan. Now I've introduced my own change order to the project, which means another trip back to Home Depot to get more supplies. So to answer your question, at the start of the project, my solution that I was wanting was a remodeled basement. But that wasn't my desired outcome. My desired outcome was wanting a sports bar man cave. Once I figured that out and what my desired outcome was, it was more clear to me what needed to happen in order to make that a reality. You know, talk to any engineer and they'll tell you their biggest pet peeve on any project is when the project parameters change midstream due to the outcomes not being clearly defined. That's what you get when you sell solutions. You you assume that one size fits all instead of peeling back another layer and forcing yourself to answer the question, what is the actual desired outcome that we're looking to accomplish here? When I think about Cisco, this is especially true when it comes to IoT networks and the planning that's needed to be done ahead of time, right? Understanding if a network is oversubscribed, undersubscribed, what's the security posture of the network, what's connecting to the network. None of that can be answered if you're, you know, if you don't know what what you're looking to accomplish first, right? That's the hardest question. It's not what sensor you're connecting. That's the easy stuff. When you can answer what your outcome is, then you're really creating something meaningful. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, Jeff, I would ask you, why is this approach needed then? I mean, what is the state of, of company IT departments and their depth of knowledge? And, and why is this approach so, so valuable? Oh, Shelby, that's a great question. And um, just really happy to be here. So first, I'd like to just say a few things and then uh, definitely we'll dive into that. So 
it is such an amazing time to be having this discussion, especially around IoT and uh, full solution outcomes. We have seen 18 consecutive quarters of growth from Cisco IoT. 15 of those quarters have been double-digit growth. Cisco is the number one IoT player in the market, and we only have 30% market share. So it is really, really fantastic time. We've been working a lot with Ingram Micro and building our IoT practice. So the biggest problem that we're finding uh, in relation to your question and to build off of what Eric said is our IT VARs, they're struggling to help our industrial networks and our OT opportunities. And we're building out capabilities to help them full solution in those environments. You know, industrial networks, uh, they've been growing for years without proper hygiene and security policies. And it's a huge opportunity for our IT VARs to step in, work with Ingram, build out outcomes-based solutions, and go to market in the uncarpeted, the OT space, and really bridge that gap for our customers. So really excited time, really happy to be here, but um, that's the pain. And we're building the means to the end here, which is cool. Yeah. Josh, you know, what, what Jeff says about you know, the hygiene, the security, basically kind of the the big picture, it, it hasn't necessarily been the, the tidiest. So why is this solutions to outcome a mindset shift? And how does Cisco factor into this? Yeah, so that, that mindset shift is something that really has to happen. I think with IoT, it can be easy to get lost in the art of the possible. Everybody wants a refrigerator that understands when you're running out of milk and that's cool, but then art of the possible is what if it automatically ordered that milk and delivered it into my home and I didn't have to do anything? Well, yes, that is possible, but focus on that that outcome. What, what do you want? It's like, well, you really just want to never run out of milk. Or, or in Eric's case, he just wanted a man cave. Right. The art of the possible for his man cave is, uh, what if I had a secret hidden door over here with a room that you know I could go off and uh, take a nap? Well, yeah, that's certainly possible. But I think it's important to have both a, a long-term strategy of where you want to end up, uh, but then breaking it into small bite-sized short-term chunks to not get lost. So focus the resources to be manageable uh, into short short-term pieces to achieve the outcome. Yeah. Well, I, I like this term, art of the possible, because you're right. I, I guess it sounds a lot better than doing stuff just because it's cool, because it's a shiny new thing, just because you can. It's, you know, looking at art of the possible and, and what's really needed there. So, Fernando, can you share some use cases or examples of how this outcome-based approach is really helping partners sell successfully? Yeah, absolutely, Shelby. And I'm going to start with a strong statement. Like customers don't buy IoT. They actually buy real-world solutions to outcomes. And I think the team spoke about it quite a lot already. So looking at our customer first, I think that's an important piece to touch is IoT, it means a lot. Depending on who you're talking to, it comes with a completely different perspective when it comes to comes to IoT. But what really means, it's really a, it's a tool set of technologies that we have available to support our customer to transform and essentially digitize, right? So our role is really to provide the right technology to support some of those outcomes. But when you look at our customers, the real IoT opportunity is really at the edge. 
Like we tend to focus a lot in you know the corporate environment, the four walls, the headquarter, but really the opportunity is at the edge. That's where our customers are actually, that's where they're seeing the profitability, right? So if you're a manufacturing customer, it's about your plant floors, your assembly lines. If you're a utility customer, it's about your power grids. If you're talking about roadways, it, uh, it's cities, the government, it's about roadways close to your system. So for our partners, the real challenge is we tend to focus a lot around the technology and how we provide the technology, but it's important to understand the customer needs and the outcomes. That's what we try to build from our portfolios to really build ground up, looking at our customer needs and create a portfolio solution that really address that. So where we've seen partners succeed is leverage what it's your core, your, your expertise, right? So if you are strong in networking security, look at some of the key use cases that we've got available of to support our customers in some of the key challenges that they have today. And then we scale up into some of the key industry cases that Jeff mentioned about our OT and things like that, where you really have some key verticals that you can deep dive and you understand the needs. We're going through this massive convergence of IT and OT. And OT is not about the technology. OT is really the discussions is around the use case and the outcomes to their business. And then we leverage technology to support them to address some of those Okay, so where we see partners succeed is really when they understand the customer needs and they build ground up, looking at the technologies that will really support our customers, depending on the challenges and the, the, the needs that they have at the moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, Josh, when designing tech solutions, what are the chief concerns or uh, challenges to be addressed for customers? I know that's a, a broad-based question, but you know, generally, what are you seeing? No, that's a, that's a really good question, Shelby. So I see typically uh, IoT projects fail for one of two reasons, uh, scalability and security. So IoT is a, it's really different than a traditional IT network. It's not a dozen switches that need to be managed. It's tens, hundreds, tens of thousands uh, of endpoints that need to be managed. So it's not feasible to manually manage those devices. You need to really focus on automating that endpoint management. And that's really critical and vital to the success. So the second, again, is security. Security is often an afterthought in IoT, uh, but without security, Internet of Things kind of becomes the, the Internet of Threats. So IoT increases the attack surface for your companies. And there's a lot of ways to connect IoT devices, uh, many of which are, are uh, unsecure protocols. So so Cisco brings to the table both the, the scalability for management and management automation, as well as the, the trusted enterprise networking security platform to at scale for IoT devices. Well, Jeff, as a, a follow-up to, to you know, what I asked Josh, uh, what are Cisco's solutions then to these challenges you know, with uh, looking at a larger attack surface? What are the things that Cisco can help with? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think when you think of Cisco, you should think of the network connectivity uh, first and foremost, as well as security that Josh touched on, right? And Cisco has historically had a fantastic product lineup for the carpeted spaces, our catalyst switching, our catalyst access points, our catalyst routing lines. And we've had a very broad security portfolio for a long time through uh, organic innovation and acquisitions, right? So when it comes to IoT, we manufacture and build a particular set of products for the hardened industrial space. So using the same technology, uh, we do have catalyst switching and wireless and routing for the industrial space. Uh, these are hardened 
they're good for heat and dust and all that fun stuff and vibrations. And we couple on the software to manage that, as well as the security components to make sure that these communications are secure. I was talking to Josh a few weeks ago and covering off some of the management portfolio, and he brought up an interesting point on, you know, some of these shops still have Windows XP computers yeah. <laughs> running on their factory floor, right? And and that may be okay, but hey, let's segment that. Let's watch the traffic. Let's understand what this machine is communicating to. So that's where Cisco can really help. And by coupling Cisco's networking and security technologies with Ingram's robust portfolio to to sort of round out that solution, uh, you know, partners have a really good advantage in working with us uh, to build those out. So yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, well, and that that makes a lot of sense. And and you know, we've been able to to talk about this uh, this shift to an outcome based uh, solution. And so then coming back to to that initial analogy, you're able to look at the whole picture, uh, not just parts. I think that's uh, certainly uh, something that will put a lot of um, IT directors and and CTOs maybe they can sleep a little better knowing that somebody is looking after all of this stuff and helping them with those things. Yeah, for sure. I do want to plug a few things that we've been working on if we have time. Yeah. So Eric, myself, Fernando, Josh, and the Ingram team, uh, we've really been working for the last year or so to build out a robust partner enablement program. So uh, partners, if you're listening to this and you uh, see opportunity in your markets, now is the time to get a hold of us. We have dedicated resources out of Eric's IoT group. Uh, we can help you build and scale your IoT practice. There's lots of promotions right now that can help you be profitable. There are partner programs that can help you be profitable. And we want to make sure that you get a hold of us and we can walk you through that uh, through Ingram. Anyone else uh, got anything to say about what we've been working on? Yeah, Jeff, I just add, you know, um, like you said, we, we've hired uh, Nilly uh, Ryzak uh, to our team to manage that Cisco IoT program for us. And she's helping partners earn their specialization for IoT with Cisco, which unlocks additional benefits for them. Right. So she's a dedicated resource that sits within my IoT BU and works very closely with the Cisco team on this call, as well as our massive Cisco team at Ingram Micro. So. We're excited to have Cisco represented in the IOTBU and be strategically aligned, um, you know, with the global leader in this space, really. So Nilly can be reached at 716-633-3600, extension 66086 for more information there. Excellent. Well, as we uh, start to wrap up this episode, we always ask our guests uh, the, the final same question, and that's, where do you see technology going in the next year? So that can be within this particular space or just something that you're personally, you know, a passion project of yours. So Eric, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, to answer that for IoT is easy. We're seeing all major sectors of IoT still double-digit KGAR growth this year. Um, you look at manufacturing, retail, healthcare, government spend, um, with that new infrastructure bill that's out. All of these are really taking off. I think you're going to start to see some major players in this space announce some partnerships and projects that they're going to be joining forces on. Uh, there's going to be a jump in analytics as well, right? When we see this uh, growth of sensor data that's being generated by the IoT and, and it becomes more pervasive. Another part is extended reality solutions becoming more mainstream with, with customer 
um, adoption, right? And you know, we're we're starting to see augmented reality options in cars um, that's starting to roll out, right? So newer smartphones are being equipped with lidar sensors to help uh, create a more immersive XR experience. So. I think consumer growth is is helping spur this adoption into larger corporations because it's becoming the norm. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Definitely, uh, Jeff. I'll, I'll go to you. I think with the rollout of 5G, mm-hmm. private 5G, and just connectivity in general, there's a massive opportunity to to ensure secure connectivity and to really explore and and up your game in Wi-Fi 6E. Um, 5G, private 5G, and understand what that means to connectivity to the, you know, plus 30 billion devices that are going to come online here in the next few years. So it's going to be a massive explosion of devices. Yeah. And it's really going to be up to us to ensure um, the secure connectivity of those devices. So that's where I see a major opportunity for our partners is really dig your hands into connectivity and security. And there's lots of opportunity out there for you. Yeah. Josh, how about you? Yeah, I think uh, it really depends uh, at what point in the IoT journey the the customer is on. Uh, as Jeff mentioned, building the backbone for for access and distribution of the data. But from a technology standpoint, I really see edge compute taking hold. So processing data at the edge without using a lot of server resources, that edge, if you will, at the source of the data, at the data center, at the site, uh, but then cloud and multi-cloud environments for that that heavy AI and ML analytics that Eric was mentioning. Fernando, how about you? I think that team pretty much touching to one of the all the cores technologies. So of course we're seeing one thing that I'm super excited to see more the maturity of those technologies, like enabling like autonomous operations, and we're seeing more and more um, in that era. So I think that's a super exciting era. But I think instead of talking about the technology, I think the, one of the most important things is about IoT is an ecosystem play. It's not one single vendor. It's not one single solution. It's really tying that all together. And I think that's the that's why we've got the partnership with Ingram, because really we can bring those vendors together and we can provide the right solutions to address some of the key outcomes. But our partners that are listening to us become a super important piece of that. So how do you tie it all together and support our customer really looking at their outcomes, positioning the right technology? So I think if there is a trend coming up, is really how do we tie it together and how we make it easy for our customers to consume looking at the outcomes that they have. Well, uh, Eric, how can our listeners find out more about what we talked about today if they have questions? Yeah, like I said, I already gave uh, Nilly's information, uh, but also feel free to reach out to myself directly too. I'm on LinkedIn or email me at eric.hembry at ingramicro.com. We'll get you set up. Excellent. Well, I appreciate all of you guys' time. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in and subscribing to B2B Tech Talk with Ingramicro. If you like this episode or have a question, please join the discussion on Twitter with the hashtag B2B Tech Talk. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk. You've been listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. This episode was sponsored by Ingram Micro's Imagine Next. B2B Tech Talk is a joint production with Sweetfish Media and Ingram Micro. Ingram Micro production handled by Laura Burton and Christine Fan. To not miss an episode, subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform.